Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. This Bible to self-connection is not for the attention we can milk out of it. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18. I remember when I was little, the neighbor kids and I would gloat in front of others by saying things like, ha, 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 I have a new bike and you don't. These statements were to bring about the envy of some and the admiration of others. Well, as Christians, we can be tempted to show off for the very same reasons. I realized through this passage that God doesn't want me to be a martyr, getting the attention of others when I fast or do things for him that draws too much attention to me. There's the possibility that I might get caught up in trying to be a show-off Christian so others will see how pious I am. I fast on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday because it's my way of trying to focus on all the suffering Jesus went through for us. When I fast, I need to make sure not to draw undue attention to myself. That's exactly what would happen if I sat around with others at work and made it very apparent that I wasn't eating anything. Now I develop a plan to do it in a manner that doesn't let anyone else know what I'm doing. The feeling I get when we read the Bible is that anything we do for God should be done privately. Drawing attention to ourselves and what we are doing for him is counterproductive. It takes away from our gestures for God and we should, and it should be done out of pure love and not for the attention we can milk out of it. The following Bible to World connection I made is called I'm Banking on Jesus. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust, rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth or rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21. I think my faith in Jesus is like a savings account. But the bank isn't here on earth, it's in heaven. My belief in Jesus is the minimum investment a Christian has to make to get the special savings account. This investment can lie there dormant with no additional deposits made and eventually be put in the inactive file. Or I can make deposits by things I do as an example of how Jesus works in my life or my daily prayers, reading the Bible each day or befriending others. Now, thieves can steal the money from the banks on earth, but the only one who will take away the money from my heavenly account is me by leading a worldly life that leads me astray. If I'm planning on having a good nest egg built up in my salvation account, then I should be more focused on leading a Christian life reflecting this goal. The first portion of this podcast is called A Bowl Full of Cherries Christian. It is from a post that I put on a blog I felt led to create called Types of Christians. You can access that by going to https 
semicolon, double backslash, types of Christian, P-Y-P-E-S-O-F-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S dot blogspot, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. The passage I have connected to a bowl full of cherries Christian is from Matthew 6, verses 20 through 21. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. There was a recent tornado in our general area. You have to realize this is a post from some time ago, but at the time I wrote it, it was. There was a recent tornado in our general area. Friends and relatives will ask how we fared after the tornado. I tell them that my family and I weren't harmed and we're truly blessed and we are. The thing is, I was wondering, does having a tornado hit you mean that you weren't blessed? I guess this speaks more of our perception of God only taking care of us when everything goes perfectly in our lives with no mishaps, illness, death, loss of jobs, etc. Now, is this even realistic? Not really. Mishaps, illness, death, and loss of jobs happen to Christians. So does that mean that Christians, that Christ has turned his back on us when these things happen? No. Heaven forbid. He is always there despite all the things, positive and negative, that happen in our lives. I think that part of my problem lies in my perception of being blessed. I thought that when I was finally thin, I would be blessed and the sun would shine every day, so to speak. What I found out was that Christ was with me even when I was heavy, didn't have a job, and didn't have the possessions. He loves us through thick and thin. I guess I'd become a bowl full of cherries Christian, thinking Christ was only with me when things were good. I have to focus on the true treasure in heaven and not worldly ones. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart, there will your heart be also. Matthew 6, verses 20-21. I also want you to know, since this is an example of the positive faith walk, with Christ, this may not reflect the whole meaning of the Bible passages that I share with you. The last portion of this podcast is called An About Face Christian. The Bible passage I have connected to that is from Ezekiel 18, verses 26 through 28. When a righteous man turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and dieth in them, for his iniquity that he hath done shall he die. Again, when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness that he hath committed and doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive, because he considereth and turneth away from all his transgression that he hath committed. He shall surely live, he shall not die. Ezekiel 18, verses 26 through 28. We were in the middle of the church service the other day when several people came in. First, I thought, they are late. Seconds afterward, Christ tugged on my heart and let me know what a terribly narrow thought that was. These people knew they were late. But they could have said, there's no way we can ever make it to church on time. Let's just stay in bed longer and lounge around the house. 
These people didn't do that. They came knowing that it would be obvious to others that they were late, and they came anyway. What mattered to them was spending their time with their Lord and Savior, who guides and refreshes us in our daily lives. I'd immediately do an about face. Christ had opened my heart to have a new appreciation for these people who took the risk to come in during the middle of the service to be near their Lord. I want to continue to be an about-faced Christian, letting Christ turn me away from judgmental thoughts and to be more open, understanding, and welcoming to others. Christ healed me of my many vices, such as compulsively overeating, turning to food in times of stress, etc., instead of turning to Him. If He can do all that and more, He can heal me of being judgmental if I let Him. Again, when a righteous man turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and dieth in them, for his iniquity that he hath done shall he die. Again, when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness that he hath committed, and doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive, because he considereth and turneth away from all his transgressions that he hath committed. He shall surely live, he shall not die. Ezekiel 18, verses 26 through 28. I want you to know, that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.